creatures of our God and King, lift up your voice and with us sing. over to 17. Churches as the sun in Bruce. 
This is Larry Crooks' favorite song. 
and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Happy 
New Year and Sunday here, everybody. I know it's not New Year's Day, but you know what? It's the beginning of a new decade. It's the beginning of a new day. It's the beginning of a new week. What more can we ask for in so many terms? Oh, my goodness. It's a new beginning God has given us. And are we going to take advantage of it? That remains to be the $99,000 question for your year. Everyone appreciates a fresh start, obviously, a new page, a new beginning. Our lives are filled with so many beginnings, and I happen to see on some faces on the media, they have a, a blank book that you can write in, hey, this is what I'm going to put in for the new year. These are some new things I want to do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write a new book, a new chapter in our life. And of course, the question remains is that what are we going to do with that new start? Someone once wrote, uh, no matter how hard the past has been, you can always begin again. And in the ways of charge, we find our, in the, in the ways of change, we find our true direction. You know, we are a new creation in Jesus Christ. Perhaps that could be the most radical change that we can make in our lives is to be that new creation God created inside of us. No, we have our physical bodies. We feed and nurture our physical being. But what about our spiritual being that's inside of us? Are we feeding that? Are we encouraging that? You see, when Christ came into this world... His goal was to change the hearts and minds and lives of every single human being that was able to walk. For all of those that want to listen and hear his word. And the good news is that we don't have to wait for this change. We can start fresh every day. Not just the beginning of a decade, not just at the beginning of a century or another year, but every morning when you wake up, you can make a change in your life. And I know, of course, oh my goodness, for us to change. Oh, the famous last words I've heard so many times when you try to make a change, but we've never done it that way before. Because we are resistant to change. And sometimes we really do have to have that change in our lives because God demands that we change our lives because you see, when he forgives us, we are to forgive others who are around us as well. As I said, we are a creation of God. In 2 Corinthians, it says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Yes, this is a brand new year. Now, what are we going to do with that brand new year? Are we going to take the old baggage that we have from 2020? Now, are we going to carry it over into the new year? Or are we going to take that baggage and leave it there and start fresh with an empty bag? Putting in some good things in our lives. Ephesians says, put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires and be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put on the new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. Oh, yes, we are challenged each and every day by so many things. And yes, 
Unfortunately, when we bring that baggage forward from one year into the next for this particular year, yes, we are still going to have some old baggage with us. And that old baggage, of course, we know is going to be that COVID-19 just doesn't want to go away. It wants to come along and be our friend for 2021. It's not going to be a very good friend. It's going to be an enemy of many people. But we need to deal with it. And that's where we use our common sense. See, the Lord promises to give us new hearts, new minds. When we decide, now when we decide to surrender our lives to him. What does this mean? It means that our old self is put to death and we become new people. It means that we put away things that are vile, impatient, easily angered, lustful, liars, gossipers, idolaters, proud, envious, thieves, and more. We get rid of all that. And the closer we come to God, the further away that bad baggage is away from us. God is the creator of the universe, and he wants us. I mean, how did God make us? He made us in his image. Therefore, we are children of God. If he made us in his image, we are supposed to act like him. And Isaiah says, but forget all that is nothing compared to what I'm going to do. For I'm about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I'll make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. You see, throughout the scriptures, God has created new opportunities for people if only they surrender their lives to him. Isaiah says, For behold, I create new heavens and a new earth, and the former shall not be remembered or come to mind. We need to get rid of the old desires that we have in our physical being and in our mental being and replace it with the spirit of God, the holiness of his sanctuary. You know, our God is so awesome, though, that even though we struggle, even though we may try to bring some of that baggage across that line, some of the oldness that might be there, God still continues to forgive us. And that's the wonderful thing about our God. He'll give us opportunity after opportunity to come to him. You see, his mercies are new every morning when you wake up. When you get up in the morning, you give him all the glory and praise, don't you? Even when... Yeah, this past week, or was it last week? I can't remember. Time flies by so fast. We had a big snowstorm. We had to go out and deliver the paper. Got back from um, Sioux Valley. Hardly any snow down there. Get back home, and there's about six to eight inches of snow in the ground. It's like, what is all this stuff here? I thought we weren't supposed to get anything. And then the next morning, you're delivering papers, and then it's like, yuck. Oh, but it's still a great morning, isn't it? You still give God the praise and glories. Yes, Lord, it's a beautiful morning out there while you're out there trampling through the snow and the cold, and it's still wonderful. Even in the midst of trouble, even in the midst of trial, look at Job. He was struggling through so much, and yet he still gave God the praise and the glory, even though he was told, give it up. He did not give it up. If only we had a sense of what Job went through in our minds, nothing could stop us. Not a thing could stop us. 
The devil, he has no, no foothold in our lives. Because when we have the Spirit of God inside of us, oh, look out, world, here we come. In Hebrews 4.16, he says, Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Oh yeah, there's times when we need God. There's times when we're struggling. There's times when it seems like everything's going wrong. And yes, and it does happen. I mean, there, there are times in our lives when we may have gone through a period of time when it seems like everything you touch, everything you do is going wrong. I've been, I went down that road one time. Everything I did, I lost my keys to my apartment. So I had to call my landlord at 2 o'clock in the morning to get into, get into my apartment. Went down to the office the next morning when I was out at lead out there. The BDT is a video where I work on the stories and stuff. I sat down on my desk in front of the BDT. Poof, that went out. I told Pat next door, I says, uh, he's sitting over there. I says, well, the only thing that hasn't gone wrong yet is the car. And he says, don't tempt the fates, whatever you do. On the way down to Deadwood, guess what? I had steam coming out of the front of my car. It seemed like everything that was going on that day was going bad. We go through those trials and periods. And I wrote all about my problems that I had in the paper. And the next day, the bus driver comes in. And he says, are these your keys? Found them on the bus. You know, sometimes, you know, God works in mysterious ways. You just have to use what you have available. And he will make things happen for you. And after that, it was all uphill from there. And of course, you know, lead is uphill. And, and, uh, but that's just kind of the way it is. Things are sometimes good, sometimes they're not so good, but I tell you what, by God's grace, everything will be all right. Life changes are inevitable. Maybe we have to switch jobs. Maybe we have to move to another location. I can tell you that God knows and he allows that change to come. And change sometimes is good, even when it may seem like it's bad. Um, like I said, I was talking about Job, you know, he was stripped of his wealth, his health, his children all died. And the devil had gone to God. He says, let me test Job. I'll put him to the test. He will give in. And God says, you can do anything you want, but I'm going to draw the line. See, God is watching. I'm going to draw the line right here. You will not kill him. You will not put him to death. You can do anything you want. But I draw the line there. So, of course, the devil threw everything, including the kitchen sink at Job. And Job did not give in. He continued on to give God the grace. And after everything that he went through, he had this much here at the beginning. He had this much at the end. He was given more at the end. He was blessed with so much more. See, Jeremiah says, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Oh, that's what we need. We need our future. We need our hope. We need the ability to, to say, God, come into my life. God, give me the, the ability to overcome the things of this world. 
Hebrews 12, 1 through 2, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Let us run with endurance in the race that is set before us. Paul often talks about the race and about the trophy that is at the end. But not so much as the physical trophy that we get at the end of a physical race. He's talking about the trophy that is up in heaven, at heaven almighty. He's talking about that race that is a spiritual, that is inside of us, that soul that is so hungry for God's grace. And it all comes down to what Paul says in Romans 12, 2, and be not conformed to this world, but ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Yes, indeed. Do not be conformed to this world because this world, if it has its ways, it will bring you down. It will try to draw you away from God. It will say, oh, that's okay. You don't need to go to church. You don't need to do this. You don't need to help other people. It's so much more easy to be in a comfort zone. Be in your comfort zone. Just sit back there and just watch the world go by. We are to be active in our life. As recorded in the book of James, he talks about you know, our, our faith without deeds is dead you just you just can't have a seed if you had a seed in your hand and you held it in your hand is it going to do anything and that's like our faith but if you take that seed and you plant it in the ground and you water it and you make it grow and you fertilize it it grows and it sprouts forth and creates more seed and that's what our faith is supposed to be like our faith is supposed to be able to produce a light that is upon us. But we don't need to have anxiety that rules in our world. We don't need to be so anxious about things. You know, maybe it's time that we get out of our comfort zone. And I know for me, for one individual, you might not believe this, but I'm an extreme introvert. And if you know what that means, that means somebody who in a crowd kind of goes back in the corner, which is what I have a tendency to do. And there are times when that extreme introvert comes out and suddenly you find yourself being consumed by other words of human beings and you find yourself anxious and you find yourself maybe almost in a depressed mode. And that can happen so easily. And finally you just have to say, stop. Step back, take a look at what you're doing to yourself, and realize this is not what God intended for you. This is not what God intended for you. Time to step back, reevaluate the situation, allow the Spirit, pray. You know, one prayer can make such a big difference in your life. 
But we're supposed to pray all the time to God. Don't be anxious. Don't be giving in to the things of this world, but rather believe in Jesus Christ. That's where we get our strength from. In Isaiah 40, 31, But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. You see, when you have the strength of God, you can overcome any type of obstacle that is in your way. After all, it says in Philippians, what are we supposed to be anxious for? Nothing. Absolutely. Be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication and with thanksgiving. Let your request be known to God and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding. Guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Oh, yes. Be anxious about nothing. And I would like to modify that a little bit and say we should be anxious towards God. That's where our anxiousness should be going to. Anxious about believing in God and, and having that spirit, that awesomeness that he has inside of us. That is, this is a brand new year. What are we doing with that baggage that we have? I'm hoping that we leave it in 2020, bring forth a new bag into 2021 and fill it with good things. With God's blessings with God's love, with his peace, with his joy. We have a chance for a new gratitude towards God with all of his bountiful blessings, his salvation of our souls, his daily mercies, his new changes in our lives, the hope of heaven. Oh, yes. You know, David understood. And you know, Sometimes we just really need to get out and worship God and maybe do a little bit of dancing out there towards God and, and give him the glory. And I, oh, that would get us out of our comfort zone, wouldn't it? <laughs> if we did some dancing, especially in church. Oh, yes. But you know, David, you can read through the Psalms. There's a lot of dancing towards God. And why are we so stiff? Well, I hate to say it. I'm not a dancer, period. But, you know, we can give God the glory and the praise. You know, Psalm 101 through 4, these are terrific words here. Shout with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him singing with joy. Acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter the gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. Shout with joy to the Lord. You know, we're going to be closing with onward Christian soldiers. And how are we going to sing those words? Onward, Christian soldiers. Or are we going to say, Onward, Christian soldiers. Oof, I'm not very good at singing, but you know, you get the point. 
We have a tendency to when we are coming to church, we say the words, but we just mouth the words without enthusiasm, as, as David says. You know, shout for joy, not just say for joy. Our God is the God of the creator of the universe. He made everything. He made us. Why are we so set in our ways and we are back, we, we, we're, we're hesitant, and we shouldn't be. How to start a brand new year with God? Well, the first thing we can do is pray. James 5.16 teaches the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. As believers, we recognize the power of prayer, yet often only turn to prayer when everything else fails. You know, we're supposed to pray to God, not just during the bad times, but during the good times as well. And how often are we to pray to God? You know, one thing that we always talk about, switching tunes here a little bit here, is that the shortest verse in the Bible is Jesus wept. But what about 1 Thessalonians 5.17? It also has two words. Pray constantly. Pray constantly. Another two verse in the Bible. So we are to pray constantly to God. Putting God first, not last. The other thing that we could do to start out the brand new decade, a brand new year, that baggage is... You know, if, that, if you happen to carry your baggage over to 2021, you need to take that baggage and throw it back to 2020. Just throw it back out there. Get rid of it. Say, I don't want that anymore. I want a new life in God. Therefore, we need to read the scriptures. Because in Matthew 4, 4, it says, man, Jesus, when, you know, the, Jesus was tempted and he didn't eat for 40 days. And here comes the devil. He says, here, turn the stones into bread. You can do this. You're God. You can do this. You don't need to be hungry anymore. Jesus responded, man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. From the mouth of God. That's where we get our bread from. In a little bit, we are going to partake in Holy Communion. We are going to take the body and blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We are going to consume it and realize that God is in us. And also to realize that our sins have been forgiven. It's the start of a brand new, way, a brand new year. It's the start of maybe a brand new life for many people. This is an opportunity to take change seriously. But, okay, one thing I'm going to talk about is exercise. How many people make New Year's resolution that I'm going to get fit for the new year? January 1 rolls out, and boy, they're just off to a, they are just doing everything they possibly can to get fit. January 10th, they're still going strong. February 1st rolls around and it's just like, eh, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. And by the middle of March, they're completely off of it. They have given up on it. They're, they're tired of exercising. They don't want to do it anymore. 
Our faith can be done basically the same way. We may have good intentions come January 1st and may go out and be in all oh, glory. Yes, I am all excited to do this. And January 10th rolls around. You're still pretty excited, but not quite at the same level as you were on January 1st. And February 1st rolls around and pretty soon you start getting back down to a lower level. And by the time March rolls around, you're just kind of like reading normally and, and things are back to the way they were back in 2020. It takes a sense of getting up in the morning and being excited. And I know you get up in the morning, your bones are aching, muscles aren't working. It's just like, oh, do I have to get up? Or maybe you only got three hours of sleep. Oh, I'm so tired. I hear that from the kids all the time. I'm so tired in the morning. I don't want to get up. You know, I get up, I try to get myself in the attitude. My alarm closed off in the morning. Jump out of bed. Yes, turn off the alarm clock and away you go. It doesn't always happen that way, but we sure try to make an effort to do that. And it does happen quite often. And yeah, there are times when you fall off the horse. You get back on and keep on riding. We fall off God's favor, but he is there to stretch forth his hand and say, come on, let's keep going. And he'll grab you by the hand. Don't look down at the waves. Keep your focus on God. Oh, Peter, yeah, he wants to walk on water. And he does. He sees Jesus. He's got his eye on Jesus and he's walking on water. This is pretty cool. I imagine it's going through his mind. Suddenly he looks down at the storm and looks down at the waves. And what happens? Oof. He gets consumed and he starts drowning in the water because he suddenly becomes terrified by the waves. Help me, help me, he's shouting as he's going down in the waves. See, the moral of that story is keep your eye on Jesus and everything will be okay. The moment you look at your problems, you're going to go down and that's when you need God to say, God, help, help, help. He'll reach out his arm for you. He will rescue you. But what lesson did you learn out of that then? Keep your eye upon Jesus. Read the scriptures. Scripture is clear that believers in Jesus are to encourage one another. And that's why we have a sense of community. That's why we're here together, to encourage one another. You know, it's one thing to sit at home and maybe watch the religious shows on TV or maybe listen to them on the radio, whatever the case might be. But in that situation, there's still no sense of community because you're by yourself. It is so much better to come into a church gathering and to be able to be among fellow Christians. And if there's a problem, you know what? Sometimes when you come to church, your problem, you come in, just the problems just kind of like float away. It's just like, yeah, this is God's house. He just took my problems away from me. And when you live here today, you feel so much better because you're among a community of believers. Whether you're inside here today or whether you're outside sitting in your vehicles out there, you're still together. You're able to look at your neighbors and wave to them. It's just still, 
that faith, that encouragement, that just talking to somebody in person saying hi. Yes, the COVID virus has taken so much of that away from people. And that's so unfortunate. People are feeling more depressed. No. One, where there is a will, there is a way. When you have God in your life, you can definitely pave your way through a blizzard and have a sense of well-being. That commitment we have through Jesus Christ. You know, another thing that we can do is sharing Jesus Christ. Maybe talking with somebody about Jesus. Maybe accidentally you might, you know, when you see somebody, do you say, have a God-filled day or God bless you? How many times do you outside of the church say to somebody, God bless you? I bet it's not very often. Why? Oh, there's that comfort zone again. That might get us out of the comfort zone. What are they going to think if I say that? Do you care? No, you shouldn't care. I find myself saying it more and more. I say, God bless you. Have a fantastic day. Somebody says, you know, um, there was a gentleman at the store, and he's going to have, uh, he's got to have a battery changed in his, in his head. Every 15 years, he's going to have this battery changed. And I says, well, you know, I'll, I'll pray for you to give you the ability to get through this. And he gave me the thumbs up. Interacting. You'd be surprised what your ministry can do outside of the church, of people who you meet out in the streets. God bless you, each and every one of you. Wasn't that the final saying in the movie Scrooge? Little tiny Tim? God bless you, each and every one of you. God is great. God is wonderful. He has given us the gift of a brand new year. Leave your baggage behind. Bring forth a brand new bag that is empty. Yeah, it's not empty. It's filled with the Holy Spirit. And, you know, when that bag is filled with the Holy Spirit, don't allow other things in the bag that is going to clutter it up, that is going to take away and take up the space that should be devoted for the Holy Spirit. Don't allow the things of this earth to get into that bag and, and consume you. And pretty soon you start feeling bad. And pretty soon you got this black cloud over you. And that doesn't make you feel good. I talk about grudges a lot. Makes me mad when I hear about people who are holding grudges against other people. Because you know the one, the only person that's really hurting is you. There was a person that really didn't like me. And every time I seen him, hi, I went hi to him. Waved my hand and said Hi. All I got was a nose up in the air and walk on by without saying a word. Does that make me give up? Absolutely not. I kept saying hi to that person. Ten years later, I got a high back. And now we actually do talk. 
we can actually carry on a conversation. Sometimes you gotta be, you know, pray constantly, pray persistently, and be persistent with other people as well. Say hi to them, even if they don't respond back to you. I know, and here's the thing: I kind of sometimes catch myself saying that. I'll say hi to somebody, and they don't say a word. It's like, hmm, who do they think they are? Sometimes we get that human nature going in our mind. It's just like, ah, uh, no. They didn't want to say hi back to you. That's their problem. I'm still going to be cheerful and say hi to them each and every time. It's a brand new year. I hope you take advantage of the opportunity to bring God more into your life, to give him the glory and the honor, to bless his name. You have a bag full of the Holy Spirit just willing to unleash its power inside of you spiritually every day. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. May the grace of God which surpasses all of our understanding keep our hearts and minds in the true Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. No, amen. Here you go. All right. Um, Leon is here for the first time, and I don't know, it's been a long time, and we're so glad that he's here with us today, and he is going to sing a song for us during the offering time. Well, the good news is the Apostle Paul said in Philippians, he says, forgetting about those things which are behind. That's something to ponder. That's behind and as we press forward into this new year, Jesus is with us and he's given us a new heart and a new, a new uh, thing in our hearts and minds. We're saved by faith in Ephesians 2 verse 8. We're saved by grace through faith and not out of works lest any man should boast. And we're justified by faith and we're sanctified by faith. So I praise God that his grace knows no limits his grace knows no boundaries and if you know this chorus sing along with me on the chorus and i just ask that for the grace of the lord to let these words sink into our hearts thank you sheila for grace of our loving Lord, grace that exceeds our sin and our guilt, yonder on Calvary's mounds outpoured, there with the blood of the Lamb was spilled, grace, grace, God's grace. Grace that will pardon and cleanse within grace, grace, God's grace, grace that is greater than all our sin, sin and despair like the sea was cold. Threaten the soul with infinite loss. 
Grace that is greater, yes, grace untold Points to the refuge, the mighty cross Grace, grace, God's grace Grace that will pardon, cleanse within Grace, grace, God's grace Grace that is greater than all our sin Dark is the stain that we can not hide What can avail to wash it away? Look, there is flowing a crimson tide Whiter than snow you may be today Grace, grace, God's grace Grace that will pardon and cleanse within Grace, grace, God's grace Grace that is greater than all our sin Marvelous, infinite, matchless grace Freely bestowed on all who believe You that are longing to see His face Will you this moment His grace receive? Let's all sing Grace, grace, God's grace Grace that will pardon and cleanse within Grace, grace, God's grace, grace that will greater than all. One more time. Grace, grace, God's grace, grace that will pardon and cleanse within. Grace, grace. God's grace, grace that will start and all our sin. All right. Thank you, Leon. And uh, one more bit of good thing here for today is that somebody is celebrating a birthday. And that's Larry Vanderbleed. And he's actually out in the vehicle out there. So I think we need to sing happy birthday. And we're all done. Well, uh, those out in your vehicle can honk your horns. Happy, happy birthday, birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Larry. Happy birthday to you. All right, we got the horns honking out there. That's great. And now, of course, we're going to have the, the gift of Jesus Christ with our Holy Communion. Each of you have received your 
your set here this morning. Sometimes these are a little tricky, but it will open up one way or the other. And this is the bread of life. In the night you would he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread. He broke it and he gave it to his disciples saying, take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let me go ahead and eat. And after supper, he had taken the cup that he supped. He gave thanks. And once again, he gave it to his disciples saying, take and drink. This blood is the new covenant shed for you for the forgiveness of your sins. Do this in remembrance of me. You may drink. May the eating of his body and the drinking of his blood strengthen and preserve you unto life everlasting. Depart in peace. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty God, we thank you for this gift in which you have given us today, this, this gift of life, this gift of forgiveness, the gift of your body and blood to refresh us today, tomorrow, and for the rest of our lives. Thank you, God, for sending your Son into the world to be that final sacrifice for our sins. Oh, Jesus, what you have done for us is, is unimaginable. But yet you did it for us because you have loved us. And Lord, we know there are so many things in this world that are seem to be upside down. There are so many things that we are discouraged about, but yet we know that you are there and that you will draw the line and that the devil cannot get a hold of us. You will protect us and guide us and help us through times of trials and tribulations. And you will be there at the end to say, come into heaven. Come, you have received the trophy of everlasting life. Lord, on this planet, while we are here, this coming week here, the Congress will be meeting and declaring a president for the next term. Allow us to have a safe and peaceful transition. Allow us, our country, to to show its strength throughout the world. This is how our constitution works. Sometimes we may not be happy with the results or the outcome, and things may seem like they may be in turmoil, but yet we know that underlying everything that is there for us is the spirit that could be at work inside each one of us. We pray for families that have lost loved ones because of it could be COVID-19, it could be from cancer, it could be from a, a number of different other issues that our bodies seem to have gotten or contracted over the years. 
be with those families, to comfort them and guide them through their loss. But there are many good things that are happening as well. Lord, we give you the glory and the praise for Mike McCarlson that he has undergone a successful surgery. We also pray for Herla Steiner as she is getting over her COVID at 92 years of age. She is recovering from COVID, Lord. That is great and awesome. There are many things that we could be so thankful for. We are thankful, Lord, that we are gathered here together today here at Buffalo Lake Lutheran Church as a community of believers. And yes, the deaths continue to mount throughout the world. We pray for all of them. We pray especially for Connie's cousin's husband, uh, Jim Kiefer family. Her cousin's husband had died on Christmas Day. So we pray for, for that family. We also pray for those whom we name in our own individual hearts. We lift up all of these petitions to you, almighty God. You are the creator of the universe. You send your Holy Spirit to be the advocate for us, to comfort us and heal us, and to be there with us all the time. Our bags that we have with us today are filled with the Spirit, and allow that Spirit to, to come inside each one of us here today and give us a blessing each and every day of our lives. We pray this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, who has also taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Now receive with believing hearts the benediction of our Lord. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious upon you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace, his comfort, his blessings, his forgiveness upon each one of us here today. In the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. And let God's people say, Amen, and honk your horns. All right. And I invite those in here to stand up as we are going to close with hymn number 560, Onward, Christian Soldiers. Jesus! 
Christian soldiers marching as to war with the cross of Jesus going on before like a mighty army moves the church of God brothers we are praying with the saints at trial we are not divided all one body we one in hope and doctrine one in charity onward Christian soldiers marching as to So oh.